Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together for the Lord one more time, if we may. Let's celebrate the grace of God. Well done, choir. God bless you. And may the praise of God never cease from this house and your life in Jesus' name. Unto you we gather once again, Father. With thanksgiving our hearts and praises on our lips. We come back to say thank you for bringing us to the beginning of another month. We yield ourselves unto you, Father, that as we listen to your word, you will do something special. You will touch the right places in our lives. Short the time may be, but let the blessing be very long. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. Good afternoon or morning, everybody. Uh, today is the third of May, is the Thanksgiving service for the month of May. And so I will be sharing very briefly with us uh, on a topic that is a little bit unusual. Uh, most sermon titles, when you give them, you tend to understand what you are expecting. For instance, we once had a message called, God is not finished with me yet. Are you that person that can key into that one? And, um, but today, the title of our message sounds incomplete, but I believe through it, God will drop one or two things in your life. So if you are taking notes, it's titled, When the Music Sounds. Uh I don't know why you are saying amen, but uh, I say amen with you. When the music sounds. And for those that said amen, I probably was going to ask you, what does that mean? When the music sounds, yes, what happens? Celebration, good. That's the one you will preach. That one. What else? Eh? You will dance. Fantastic. Good. You are not very far, but eh? You will sing. Okay, you will sing along. All right. So when the music sounds, the completion of that, but you don't need to write that. Is what will you do? <laughs> So you listen carefully now in the next very few minutes and God will help us to make the right decisions. Turn with me to Luke chapter 7. I read verses 31 and 32. Luke chapter 7 verses 31 and 32. The Lord Jesus Christ said, and the Lord said, as what the scripture says, to what then shall I liken the men of this generation? And what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another saying, We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourned to you and you did not weep. The sounding of any music or the playing of any music is primarily for one purpose, is to elicit a response from you. And um, nothing troubles those who sing or play instruments more than when they play, you are not dancing. 
You know, heaven is playing good music. I pray you will dance. Many of us are afraid of dancing because our steps are not coordinated. In the spiritual realm, dancing is not what we call dancing. Just as in the physical, you can be hearing the music and just by snapping your finger, snapping your finger like that, you can be doing a lot of dancing. Sometimes it's just a nod of the head. But whatever you do, God asked me to tell you today, That this month and henceforth, there will be many music you'll be hearing. And the response of heaven, that the heaven is expecting of you, is that you must dance. You must dance. And there are different kinds of dance, dances, and there are different kinds of musics to which we dance. I'll mention four of them. There probably will be more. But I'll mention four of them very, very quickly in the short time we have. Number one. Is the dance of joy. Is the dance of joy. This is the commonest kind of dance. That's what David did in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. The Bible tells us that David danced, number one, for God preserved the ark of the covenant. So for what God has done, David danced. He also danced in anticipation of what he was expecting. Remember, David knew that the ark of the covenant of God was performing miracles and wonders in Obedidom's house. And being a very wise king, he said, why will you, my subject, be more blessed than I am? I've labored in this nation. I've done all things. I put my life on the life of Goliath. Obedidom, this thing is not staying in your house anymore. So the dance of David was also in anticipation of I've won the lottery. The ark is coming to my house. And many a times, you must learn to dance, a dance of joy in anticipation of what God will do. I pray you will dance that kind of dance today in the name of Jesus. Actually, the Bible commands us that we dance. In Psalm 149, verses 1 to 3. Psalm 149, verses 1 to 3. If you put that up for me. We're encouraged to dance. He said, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And he's praising the assembly of saints. He says, let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let fountain of love rejoice in their maker. Let the children of God and the people of God rejoice in their maker. He said, let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. You know, somebody can be dancing in his mind. I know you should dance physically, but you should be jumping for joy on the inside. The Lord has promised lifting. The Lord has promised advancement. Please dance. Dance unto him. In actual fact, when I was thinking about this, there are some things that God has reserved only for human beings, like speech, as far as we know. It's only human beings, which are the highest level of the creation of God, that can speak. Do you know that practically all other creatures, all other animals, all other living things, they dance. You could see birds dancing. They do courtship dance. You could see fishes. Oh, yes, fishes dance. In fact, it, most of the intricate dances that we learned, they are by dolphins in which they have prolonged dance periods. In actual fact, I wish before people marry now, they, they force them to dance. Some of you just pick wife. You do, you've not danced. 
I'm talking about real dancing to impress your in-laws. Some will never marry. (laughs) But you see, it is not the rhythm of the dance. It is the energy you put into it. It is the joy and the desperation to say that I, this girl is worth everything. I pray very soon in anticipation of the blessing of the Lord, you will begin to dance like never before. Amen. Number two, very quickly, the dance of war. Oh, you'll be surprised. There's a dance of war. And many a times, some of the challenges we have is that there is a drum beat of war and we've not stood up to go and fight. This time around, we shall know how to do the dance beat of war. You know, we are in a battlefront. You know, there's no demilitarized zone in this particular you know, uh, environment that we are. You probably have noticed that in all cultures, practically all cultures, if they are going to battle, there are particular songs they sing. You know, I do listen to classical music, music uh, a little bit. And um, I know that, I don't know the percentage, but a large percentage of classical music, they're actually called matches. You have many that are called wars, you have, you know, all sorts, but particularly there are some that are called matches. And they were actually reserved. In fact, we see military band, that's what they, they match to. And there are many of them you must have heard before. You never knew that there are actually songs that were specially composed and, and, and played in readiness for battle. And so when you hear all those songs being played, you are supposed to get up and start to march and get ready to go and march into battle. And there's a particular one that I, I, I love. I don't know whether they call it Liberty Bell March. Is anybody listening to classical music here? I don't want to sound posh. I'm not quite posh. You did listen. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just love it. It's mellow. Uh, do you know the Liberty Bell March? That was uh, 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 well, I forget that now. If I remember it, I know that's not because when I do school on every morning, they play it around ten to eight. And so when I'm doing school on, not only myself singing it, Dara sings it as well. So we know it from beginning to the end. But the important thing is that songs are created to warn us and to get ready for battle. You know, many a times when we face the challenges of life, as David faced here, he was able to dance the dance of joy, but he was not able to dance the dance of battle when he needed to. Remember 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 1 to 27? In verse 1, 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, he says, it happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him. There was a drum beat of battle for this man to get up and go and fight. And all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Reba, but David remained in Jerusalem. He was not marching when he was supposed to march. The rest of the story you knew, he became an adulteress, an adulterer rather, you know, and eventually became a murderer. There are many threads all around us. And it's about time that we get ourselves ready to stand up and fight and dance whenever there is a sign that there's a danger around the corner. You know, many people we sit down, you don't know that that seducer at work is the music of get ready to fight that you are hearing. The one that's always spending all the time with you Telling you all the time how nice your shirt is. 
By the next day, your tie is the best in town. And then rather than walk, she spends or he spends all the time with you. You know, one of the easiest ways the enemy gets people is through communication and conversation. Many a times, in fact, it's not actually through appearance. Appearance, yes, for the very desperate. But the most subtle way is someone to constantly engage you in tattoo, tattoo, little talk here and there. And before you know it, the heart is drawn onto that person. Listen carefully. You may be hearing the sound of war. Get ready and fight. He said, when the music sounds, we said what? What will you do? When you hear that sound of war, get up and fight. There are many people who have been having recurrent dreams of failure and violence. It's a call to war. Get up and fight it. Get up and fight it. You know, as the church of Jesus Christ, when you prepare this message, the Lord tells you the one that he wants you to spend time on. I will spend time on this one a little bit before I move to the one that I will spend the longest time on. Do you know that the church of Jesus Christ were in the state that we are because we had the sound of war so much, we didn't do anything about it. And everything is so pervasive now. Persecution essentially has come to the Christian church in the West. You know? And we are practically second-rate season. I was reading something in the newspaper uh, online, you know, uh, they call it Christian Post. I subscribe to it. And they were saying that there was this man, Ben Carson. You heard of Ben Carson before? All right, Dr. Ben Carson. He was going to preach um, to the Southern Baptist Convention. And so along the line, they uninvite him because the younger people in the church they were saying that they don't want him to come. And he said, and so the article was so well written. He said, the reason you might think they are inviting him is none of the reasons you think. It's not because of the obvious things about him. He said, the reason why they are inviting him is that the younger believers, they know that the paradigm has shifted. The older believers think that Christianity in America is the majority religion and should be dictating what people are doing. And thank God for the younger believers, younger pastors, because the pastor's meeting. They say the old men, they are living in the past. That their nation, as far, definitely United Kingdom was than that, is essentially a minority Christian nation. So don't let somebody in the political arena come and tell us stories about our Christian heritage. That is as good as gone. The point is that when we were hearing the music to rise up and fight, we were busy jumping up. So, there's time and a season for everything. Number three, very quickly, and this one, some of you may recoil, but get yourself ready because it's based on your wrong perception of this world. What's the number one kind of dance that you will be expected to dance? What's the second dance? Number three is called the funeral march. Aha. You know, <laughs> Do you know that in the New Testament, the word die is not usually applied to believers. The word has appeared to believers is that they have been gone to be with the Lord. So it does not have the same connotation as it has. In actual fact, the word funeral or death in the New Testament, and by implication those of you that you dream, the book of I saw death, I saw somebody die, the book, I'm not saying all, of them is what I'm going to talk to you about now. Many times when God talks about death, it's about the death of what is not good. Death of old nature. 
That's why we said, mortify the deeds of the flesh. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5. Kill the deeds of the flesh. Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 31, he said, I die daily. And he was not talking about physical, he's talking about nature that has to put to death. Sometimes God is telling you, put some things to death, we've kept them alive. Today, we will make up our minds, we will put them to death. I say you will put them to death in the name of Jesus. Many a times, you've hung on to that anger for too long. Many a times, we've hung on to that of forgiveness for too long. Will you kill it today? Will you hear the voice of the Lord and say, you're going to do a funeral march, a funeral procession. Go and bury it once and for all. Never to rise again. Do you know for the good things to live, the bad things must die? Oh, yes. Many a times, God does not add life unto where. That is why he says he prunes us. Pruning means that the dead leaves, the dead stops, the branches that are not living must be torn away. If new one must to come up. And you know, we are in spring now, so many new things are coming up. All the old dry leaves that fell in autumn, all buried already. Throughout winter, seems as if there's no life. If there's the last trace of any dry brine that still needs to fall, they must fall off before new ones start springing up. I will ask you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that even though you may be dancing for joy today, add to it the dance of, 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 of war. Because in your dance, there might be battles that you are fighting and you are winning at the same time. Hallelujah. Add unto it, let it be that, Lord, as I'm dancing forward, hatred, I'm bearing it as well. Lord, as I'm dying forward, dancing forward, poverty, I'm bearing as well. Childlessness, I'm bearing as well. You must know that that's why the Lord went down before he came up. That's why he was buried before he rose again. Make up your mind. There are too many things tormenting us that should have died long ago. Tell them they shall die today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it takes grace to be able to put them to death. It takes grace. God is the God of grace who will make sure that these things don't happen. In Acts chapter 19 verses 18 and 19. Acts chapter 19 verses 18 and 19. There was a good story there about the people that gave their life to Christ. And in those days, they gave their life to Christ properly. They don't, they don't add on to the old nature. They, they, they make sure they do proper restitution. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Verse 19, please. Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and the total 50,000 pieces of silver. Hallelujah. And I'm sure they were not fighting over who would take that money. Because their old nature was died. The old characteristic in them was living no more. And they were able to rise up and once and for all terminate, exterminate, never to rise up again. All those bad things that are in their life because they had the right music that it is time. They had the music of the gospel and they responded by matching these, those ugly things and matching them out of their lives. And so we will do today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Number four, what are the, number, the three ones we said? Number one, dance for joy. Yes, dance of war and a funeral march. Number four, dance of shame. That's why you will not dance. 
<laughs> and I'll tell you why I mentioned that one. Because life is not only talking about what you want, you must talk about what you don't want. Many things have been dropped in our backyard because we've not completely and confidently rejected it happening unto us. So that's the part of our prayer today. I will not dance the dance of shame. In Psalm 137 verses 1 to 4. Psalm 137 verses 1 to 4. Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For there those who carried us away captive as the forces sung. And those who plundered us requested rejoicing or mirth. Say, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? When a person goes out begging for food, for favor, and you are literally forced to do what you normally wouldn't do, the person is dancing the dance of shame already. When people are making us to do things that are detrimental to our relationship with God. And yet, it seems as if we don't have any option. Dancing to their tune. That's a dance of shame. And God is going to banish that in your life and my life. Sometimes you see how people, they go cap in hand, tail between their legs, as it were, begging people that are not people of the kingdom, even begging any human being at all. You ought not to beg. You ought to make a genuine, humble demand because you are prince and princesses of God. By the special grace of God, I prophesy to your life once again, you will never dance the dance of shame. If peradventure you've ever danced it, that dancing will stop today. There's another dance of shame that probably is not along the same line. When you are still dancing to music with very dodgy lyrics, I think that's a dance of shame for the child of God. You know, sometimes I've shared that with you before. There was this music that I was, you know, was playing in the place that I worked in London. And they played it every day. I think, what was our own? It wasn't, it was a Capital FM, yes. Aberdeen is not sand, Capital FM. They played it over and over and over and over again. And I sat on the train one day going back home. I found myself singing that song. I said, son. And many a time we are surrounded by all sorts of things that have infiltrated into us. Even tapping our feet and uh, maybe nodding our heads and, sh- you know, those are dance of shame and we will not dance them again in Jesus' name. We've come to the house of the Lord today to dance, to sing, to worship Him. And my confidence is that as we hear the three main sounds in the next four weeks and beyond, you will begin to respond in the right way. You will dance plenty of the dance of joy. When the sun of war sounds, you will not shy away. You will rise up and fight and win in Jesus' name. And when it is time to go and bury things that ought not to be in your life, there are some things that need to die or else they will kill the person. You will have the boldness to go and do that. Shame will be very far from you. Amen. The promise of God is that this month, he will lift you by the hand and take you to the next level. Amen. And that's why at this moment, with your own mouth, you will rise up and declare it very confident and boldly.
that as the Lord God of Israel lives, in whom I repose my confidence, whenever heaven is playing the music for me to dance the dance of joy, I will leap up and dance in my heart, in my physical body. My life shall be filled with thanksgiving and with praise in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voices and call on the name of the Lord. You are the one to decree and declare your own breakthrough. Oh, also call on the name that's above all names. That when it's time for you to rise up in the power of the Lord, to fight, you will not ignore it, but you will rise up and fight in the name of Jesus. You will rise up and fight in the name of And fight, you will fight and win. You will win very clearly in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray that what ought not to be in your life shall die today. What ought not to be in your life? Some people, poverty is growing fruit in their lives. Some people, you know, some, 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 some character traits that should have long been buried is still rearing his head in their lives. Today you will say you will not come up anymore in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voices and pray. Because I know he who sent the word unto you wants you to dance and dance well and glorify his name. So begin to call on the name that is above all names. That as the Lord God of Israel is, you will never dance the dance of shame. You will not dance the dance of shame. You will dance unto the praise and the glory of the Lord. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Rock of Ages, we thank you. We are grateful that you in your wisdom, know where we need to pay attention to. And I know your word for us today, in addition to all the encouragement we've had, that this is our month of lifting, that this is our month of grace. You have sent unto us, laid a solid foundation for us, how to flow in this grace. How to come to that place of lifting. And so, Father, when the calls sound, when the music plays, when the sound is heard, we will rise up and respond appropriately in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why nobody will be disappointed at the end of this month. The grace to do what is right in the sight of the master receive right now in the name of Jesus. When you are supposed to take your stand, you will take your stand. When you are supposed to just use praise as a weapon, you will dance for joy. When it's time for you to take a stand and cut the tie between yourself and that thing that is not alive in you. In the name of Jesus, you will have the boldness to go and bury such bad things in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as the Lord God of Israel lives, shame shall not be your portion. I say shame shall not be your portion. When the drumbeat of shame is beating to your hearing... You will ignore it. You will not hear it. Rather, the sound of joy, you will hear all the days of your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you honor and praise. By the virtue of the anointing, as many as have need here today, Father, meet your people at the point of their need. I say meet them at the point of their need. Somebody came in here today expecting to hear a word in the realm of of career and job placement. 
The word of the Lord is coming to you now. He says he has remembered you. That that station is a very temporary station. You are coming out without any further delay in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father Lord, for that person whose disease is locking in the body and just about to go to the hospital and the doctors about to give him a very you know, um, difficult result by the power in the name that's above all names. You will not sorrow. You will not have to mourn over your head because the Lord will turn it all around in the name of Jesus. There's termination of pain in your life. You shall know no pain in the name of Jesus. But the Lord will make you to be filled with rejoicing in your heart. And his name only shall be glorified. Father, very soon we will be dancing forward to bring our gifts unto you. Or what is due unto you. We ask, Lord, there will be prophetic dance. There will be somebody dancing out of pain and sorrow here. There will be somebody dancing in anticipation of the joy that is ahead. And at the end of it, Jesus alone shall be glorified. Thank you, rock of our salvation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. Before I sit 